2: and welcome rugby rant fans to the rugby rant podcast show it's the big guy scott ferrara um unfortunately ty and rob are not available today uh we have a we have a big guest uh, we have big news uh, uh you guys have known that we've rebranded we went from the MLR rant to the rugby rant um, we're talking about everything north american rugby we're going from mlr we're speaking about college we're speaking about grassroots level rugby canadian rugby anything we can get our hands on um and today we have a special guest. Uh, you can see him right now, my buddy Nick Savetta. I call him my buddy because I, I feel like we're neighbors in, coming up in neighboring towns. <laughs> Nick, thanks for being on the show.
3: Oh, Thanks for having us.
2: Awesome. So just so you guys know, today's uh, r- uh, Run Pass or Kick is brought to you in partnership with TheRugbyShop.com. If you're a Major League Rugby fan like we are, go out, get some merch. Um, all the teams are going to have stores on there in the next month. Um they have all the latest fan gear, hats, scarves, uh, anything you can get, kits. And they truly provide a great service. Um, shipping's rather quick, believe it or not. And, again, therugbyshop.com the for all your MLR needs. And, um, guys, if you don't already know, we do our interview segment, The Run, Pass, or Kick. What I'm going to do is I'm going to preface. Pre- uh, I'm going to preface. There we go. Can't speak today. I'm on vacation, everybody, so it's a little – A little tough. Um, I'm going to preface these question with run, pass, or kick, and Nick's going to have the opportunity to either run with it, which means he's going to answer it, pass on it, which means he's just going to, you know, kind of knock it to the side, or he can kick it back to me, and I'm going to tell him what I think his answer is going to be, and he can tell me if it's rubbish or not. Um, So, yeah, ready ready for the test, Nick? I'm ready. Awesome. So the first question uh, might be polarizing. This might be one of the hardest questions anybody's ever answered in, when I've interviewed them. So you're from Scarsdale, New York. I'm from Nourishale, New York. We're practically neighbors. Uh, we're both of Italian descent. So this is very, very important. Run, pass, or kick. Does your grandma call it sauce or gravy?
3: She called. I'll run with this. Um, she she calls it gravy.
2: Thank you. The proper way.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, there's... there's, there's I don't know. She's, yeah.
3: She's noodles and gravy, it was, yeah, I grew up having a great gravy.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, a sauce. I don't understand why,
3: but it's uh, it's gravy. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's it's gravy. And then the stuff you put on turkey is brown gravy. That's how we went with it. There's oh, that I, don't think I, ever, I don't
3: think she ever served this turkey. <laughs> Even That's, even even Thanksgiving, it was like real scallopini. And stuff. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. typical <laughs> typical typical
2: Italian Thanksgiving. You have to have your, your macaroni course before you do any type of meat. If you had turkey, uh, it was a luxury. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna move on. Uh, run pass or kick. You you obviously have an extensive career as a USA Eagle, uh, Eagle number four ninety eight, playing professionally in Europe. Um, the question is, run pass or kick? What grassroots steps do you think? That the US needs to do to expand rugby here in the States?
3: Uh, I'll run with this one. It uh, might be a bit of a long answer. Um, well, you, you look at the best countries in the world for rugby and, and for grassroots rugby, and you're looking at New Zealand and Ireland, and, and they have you know, really, really strong regional structures in place to bring kids from you know, the moment they pick up a rugby ball at the age of five all the way through, you know, under 18s to some professional level, to club level, to professional level. So um, I, I think, you know, in the U.S., what that looks like, honestly, is with the, the advent of the MLR, is every MLR team having a massive sort of push in their community to, to engage, engage the youth and get kids involved in rugby. So just off the top of my head, I can think of San Diego. I know it's done a really good job. Um, like building building out uh, the youth rugby community in San Diego through through you know having their players as coaches on different youth teams and sponsoring youth teams and, and you can see I think already the dividends you know are starting to pay off um, in the following that they have um, you know as, as a fledgling professional sports team so you know every 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 mlR city as a bare minimum I think needs to make that investment knowing that it's an investment for 10 20 years in the future and um, I think that's that's probably, you know, the biggest thing that can happen um, from the youth rugby point of view. Yeah, you know, and
2: it's funny. Um, we talked about this in our last uh, Rugby Rant segment. Uh, you guys can go check it out on YouTube. And that's exactly what I, what I said. I feel like it's, while it, it's USAR's prerogative to do grassroots rugby, um, I think the MLR should take a hold of it and, and really push it. And you have people yeah. like San, um, San Diego, obviously, like you just mentioned, Houston has a great um, uh, under 20 team. They have the HTX uh, team now, which is yeah, like their true, pathway team. Yeah. Um, Atlanta has the 404. So I think they're starting to yeah. trickle down to say professional club. Now we have something else. And then I can see it going all the way down to under 18 teams. Um, so, yeah. uh Going on that theme of, of grassroots rugby and rugby for children and, and kids, um, run, pass, or kick, if you had played rugby in high school, would it have changed your decision to enroll at Notre Dame?
3: Um, I, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, probably I mean, Notre Dame had a – actually, that's a good question because during high school, Notre Dame didn't have a rugby team. Um, well, who knows? Like, I wasn't a very good football player. Uh, or, you know, any other sort of athlete in, at, that, at that age. So, you know, I, I might have ended up just going to Notre Dame the same. I, who knows? You know, as well, you know, if I had played rugby in high school, I might not have fallen in love with it. Um, I think that's it was true. The, the, the environment at Notre Dame that, that, that you know, helped me, helped me love the game um, so passionately, I think, after having the experience of playing football my whole life. Um, it was just so different. And so um, I was just very special, and that's, that's a tough
0: question.
2: Well, you know, for the fans that don't know, Nick started playing rugby at Notre Dame. So much, I would think like much of the fans, like, and that's the same experience I did. Obviously, I didn't play at that level, but I I fell in love with rugby when I started playing in college. And um, Nick, I think, is is the quintessential American playing overseas. He started in college. He played through his graduate degree. He played high-level club and then went on to play professionally. And that was kind of the pathway. Back then, before MLR, and I, I just think it would be interesting. Like you know, you never know if 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 life reached out to you, maybe you would have went in a different direction. You know, so,
3: um, so yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I, I think my my heart was was always set on, on going to Notre Dame. I, for whatever reason, I grew up just worshiping the football team, and uh, it was actually a school that I got in off the wait list. So I think I was set to go to Tufts University in, in yep. Boston, um, and I was going to play football at Tufts. Um, but then I think in like June or July, I finally into Notre Dame and I changed uh, I switched around and ended up going there. Uh, I mean if, if for nothing else other than the, the rugby side of things, it was definitely uh, definitely the right decision.
2: Awesome. Um, so if you played rugby in high school and you go to Notre Dame, uh, well you don't play rugby in high school, you go to Notre Dame, you start playing rugby. Um, you have a great career there. Um, for a team that that at the time didn't have a team, and you you start up with a, a youngster team in Notre Dame, um, mm-hmm. let's say let's say the MLR had existed back then when you before you went to uh, Cal, um, do you think you would have been drafted by an MLR team?
3: Do I think I would have been drafted? I, I don't know. Um, I was I was certainly tall enough to be on people's radars, but um, I definitely thought if you had asked me back then, I would have been like, yeah, I would have been because um, <laughs> I was a cocky a cocky little shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely would have pursued, pursued a career in the MLR. I was like very keen on, on, on being a rugby player back then. And I think, you know, as, as a lot of young rugby players do, they they have a lot of, a lot of confidence. And I I don't think at the time my abilities really reflected my, my confidence level. So I probably would have jumped into the MLR and I don't know how it would have gone, but.
2: Well, I mean, I think again, you know, depending on where the MLR is at in five to 10 years, you'll see a lot more kids um, looking yeah. to enter the MLR because they'll have these pathway teams. And I think eventually we'll switch over to maybe a more academy driven system. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't know what, what that'll do with coll- collegiate rugby. I mean, it's kind of, they're kind of opposites in that effect. Um, but I, I do think, as we saw with the first um, MLR draft this season, um, it was fun. Everybody, everybody was excited. There, or they had, I think, over 450 p- uh, kids sign up that were eligible. Hmm. So, I mean, right now there's a big, uh, a big need for it, a big want for it. So, I think we're going to have success with that going forward. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. I think it's cool as an American, you know, it's cool it to say you were drafted by a team, right? It just sounds cool. Yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. I, I mean, I there's I, a kid from Notre Dame who got drafted this year for rugby atl and i think um well, i hope i hope he does really well there um, i think it'd be awesome to eventually get to play with him or against him yeah i think it is exciting it is exciting i remember when i when i graduated alex Goff did a mock draft and i was i was somewhere in his in his mock draft behind like cam dolan and uh i forget who else was in my room maybe like blaine and, and eric Fry. That was, <laughs> that was that would have been an amazing I mean, draft. That, class. that was that was that was as cool as that was as cool as I as close as I came to being drafted. To being that, that, drafted.
2: Um, imagine though, you Cam Dolan and Blaine Scully in the same draft class, you know, and then thinking about it now, <laughs> right, that's like you know, yeah. Oh,
3: I don't know.
2: <laughs> um, so a little bit of background on Nick for those that don't know. he went to Notre Dame, graduated with a Bachelor's of Science in civil Engineering, then went on to Cal to get a master's degree in geotechnical engineering, and then he started his professional career in twenty thirteen with lazio um eventually signing with Newcastle in twenty sixteen Doncaster Knights, and eventually you ended up in uh in France recently and the big news that came out um you know about a month ago is um, you're, you kind of changing status there. Um, you've decided run, pass, or kick. You've decided to pursue a graduate degree at Oxford. Um, you're going to put on the blue, but my question is run, pass, or kick. What are you studying?
3: Well, I'll, I'll run with this. Um, yeah. I'm studying uh, energy systems, masters in energy systems. It's sort of like, um, it's like the economics, uh, the policy, Business and the engineering behind uh, our energy system, renewable energy, and energy grid, power grid. Um, I think it's the degree itself will be more Europe focused than the U.S. focused. But that's um, you know the energy and energy industry is is a critical industry, and it's, it's definitely where I see myself working in the future. And you know when I going to Oxford or Cambridge was was something I I, I have looked at. You know. Towards the later years of my uh, rugby career, as a way to transition uh, back to back to academics, and then eventually back to the workforce, and I'm I'm really happy and, and somewhat surprised that I was able to get on this program, which happens to be like right right where I want to go with my my career. So uh, yeah, I'm very excited, very excited to to get started in a month. And so
2: that's awesome. And you know, I think that's you know unique about professional rugby. Um, sometimes you got to do make a move that works best for you and you want you know what you want to do with your post rugby career and this is the way to further it and not only do you get to do that you get to play rugby at oxford um you get you know it's it's that again i'm i came uh, i went to umass dartmouth we played division four rugby you know i got i got four years of beer league rugby in me i could just imagine what it's like you know to to play and that actually moves on to my next one um run pass or kick are you excited to play in the varsity
3: um yeah run uh i'm I'm, i would be thrilled i mean it's it's a long way away i think we're playing in march this year so um know, i gotta be fit i gotta be picked and everything and i think uh yeah that was that's a that's a an interesting incentive i I always found you know when i was studying that that rugby was so enjoyable because it was like the the sort of like the relief from all the hard work you were doing you know a few times a week so i'm excited to have you know Ideally, the best of all worlds in terms of education, and then and then in terms of uh, the rugby as well. So that'd be the playing the varsity.
2: That's uh, that's again. I, I think it's the coolest. I'm I'm really into the history of rugby, and obviously the historic matches, the varsity, and you get you get to stamp your name on it as an American. So that that's you know makes me proud. Um, so th- this is this is an interesting question. Um, this is one that I actually got uh, from my brother. Uh, my brother's a tall person. I like to travel. You know, they call me the big guy. So I know sometimes it's a hassle when you visit different countries, if you're tall or if you're like, you know, five feet wide like me. Um, run, pass, or kick. How was the experience in Japan being a tall person?
3: Um, yeah, I'll, I'll run with this. It was, I guess it was a bit, um, it was uh, It was a bit unique. You know, I, 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 I feel like... Uh, I get a lot of stares no matter what, what country I'm in, but in, in Japan it was definitely, um, you know, a little bit more prevalent. I, I think as well, like, cause you're constantly walking around with a group of massive, massive dudes who clearly aren't Japanese that like you're getting looks anyway. And then the next thought that people have is like, Oh my God, are these guys here for the rugby world cup? So mm. um, yeah, it was, um, it was, it uh, yeah, was, it was, it was interesting. I and mean, maybe, maybe it was slightly more exciting because of my height, but I, I think all of us were getting, you know, you know, it looks. Really looks like we are ac- actually celebrities for once in our <laughs> lives. So. Listen,
2: you're you're a celebrity to me, Nick. I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I'm older than you, and I still feel like uh, you're 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 like you're my Tom Cruise from being. It's, <laughs> oh, there's, stop. A, there's a there's a bond. <laughs> what people don't understand is for people from the tri-state area, there's a bond. You like to see people from the tri-state area. For those of you who don't don't know that Southern Connecticut, Southern New York, Northern New Jersey. Very, di- um, very dynamic
3: diverse area yeah
2: and and so. you like to see those people succeed and when they do succeed you're excited for them so it's nice to see like you know a homegrown kid in a sport that I love succeeding going to the Rugby World Cup. So this is another one from our host Ty um, Run pass or kick since you were a member of the Eagles for the Rugby World Cup in 2019 um, hmm. in Japan you saw everything they had to offer. Um, run pass or kick do you think the usa should put in a bid to host the rugby world cup in the upcoming years
3: uh yeah yeah absolutely we should um i think the next one up for bid that we'll go for would be 2031 um mm-hmm. which is which is a ways off but you know a 10year 11 year lead up and i know as well with U- world rugby they're doing the bidding for 2027 and 2031 mm-hmm. at the same time they're right maybe it's yeah, yeah i think they' doing yeah better. it's the
2: same thing so yeah. so for us do you think it's better to go to kind of pitch for 2031
3: yeah i think so i mean I either would be great but if we have a 10-year lead-up mm-hmm. um you know i think if, you, if you're awarded the uh, rugby world rugby world cup then you know there's there's a lot of funds that come with that from the world rugby point of view to, to grow the game you see, see how it work out in japan and then there's a lot more interest in capital investment from uh from from companies in the u.s looking to sponsor you know big sports events so if you have a 10-year run-up Um, And you do it right. I mean, the MLR in 10 years could be a completely different animal. And the Eagles will hopefully be, you know, a completely different animal. And, and yeah, I mean, the U.S. could could knock it out of the park having having a World Cup in 2031. Uh, I think it'd be a great thing to aspire to, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, that excites me to hear you say that. That That excites me to hear you say it as a guy who is a little older. And, you know, 2031 might be a little bit out of reach. For you,
3: it is certainly I mean, out of reach.
2: <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. want to put a, a, a an age on it, but you know, to to for you to have that drive to say, "I think USA Rugby will be there in that amount of time," uh excites me. Knowing that you won't even, you know, be selected, but to still have that fervor about it—no, I, 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 listen, I as I, a fan.
3: I love, I love USA Rugby, and uh, yeah. I wanted to succeed, you know, with and with or without me in the short term. I'm, I hope I'm part of that, but. Um, you know, my, my journey ends when it ends, and then someone else will, will you know, hopefully do a better job filling the shirt. So um, I, I Wilson, hope, you're, hope you're, to be involved with with USA Rugby for a long time. So I feel um, like you're
2: you're you're yeah. one of those guys. There, there's one unfortunate injury away, and they'll call you, and you'll be on a plane. That's that's how I feel <laughs> in
3: 2031. Maybe you never know. You if They're, never if they're know. calling me in 2031. Then they then they haven't gone. With I'm hoping they're going to go. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> um. So. Uh, backing uh, um, uh, backing up that question, this is an interesting question we like to ask uh, Eagles. Run, pass, or kick? Who's your favorite roommate on uh, rugby trips for USA?
3: Well, who's my favorite roommate? Um, well, Cam Golden, your roommate, is there. So it's like having a room to do um, so. <laughs> yeah, beyond that, um, uh, Dylan Fawcett's good it's fun to have around. Always, the always, always, he's always great. controversial. Always controversial opinions. Um, great, great, great to chat shit with. So, um, those two are pretty great,
2: <laughs> awesome. Um, this one is actually a fan favorite, a lot of people want to know this. Um, so we ask it a lot. Uh, run, pass, or kick, you're stuck on a deserted island, you can only watch one TV series for the duration that you're on it. What would it be?
3: Well, I hope you and I have the same answer to this, and it'll be The Sopranos. Um, because I've seen it's- that thing three times front to back and i, I just, every time i watch it it gets better and better
2: <laughs> i you know what it, it would be a it would be a toss up for me i'm actually a huge fan of the west wing um i love that
3: series okay. that's a little um, bit more intellectual maybe it's um
2: yeah it, and it was i, I just know, like, i
3: just like the caricatures of my, my family members that just that's exactly what, that's what gets
2: me. <laughs> exactly the like the four of them look exactly like my uncles and who looks like my cousins and <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, it, you, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, there's actually a podcast with Michael Imperioli, who played um Christopher, mm. and uh Steve Schirripa, who played Bobby Bacala. And they actually go back and they do each episode one by one every week. And oh, they talk geez. about like, yeah, a little intricacies. I'm so so in between you studying, you know, for your master's degree, take a look. It's 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 out there, very interesting. That's and it's, it's sick. yeah, it's really it's a really great podcast. Um, so uh, I, I happened to witness your first international try for the Eagles. Um, unfortunately, it came in a defeat for Ireland. So run, pass, or kick. Mm. Um, what advice would you give to a young player to help them reconcile that they had a great effort in a game but didn't get the result that they wanted?
3: Um, I'll, I'll run with this. Um, that's a tough one. That takes time, you know. I think um, – to to be to be a, a successful athlete or to be you know an athlete at any level, you need to to be really level-headed. So, um, you know, and, and focus on the things that you can control. So, to, to, it's the same thing as you know, winning a game and, and not performing your best. I mean, you're going to finish a game, and you're immediately going to be critical about yourself and the team. Um, so, the ability to do that, um, you know, consciously and look at it as like as, as is what it is. is just, you know, you trying to be better. you trying to help your team get better. That's, that's, that's a critically important skill to have. And like, certainly it doesn't, it doesn't come easily. Um, so as far as advice for, uh, for, for a young athlete, I'm not sure, but just uh, control what you can and, uh, and enjoy yourself.
2: I think that's, that's the best advice. Cause you know, uh, the ball's going to take weird bounces and it's not always going to bounce your way, yeah. you know, it, and it could be in the rugby the world cup final it might not bounce your way you know it could be a high school match against a rival that that it doesn't bounce your way so i think that's great advice just to control what you can um i was so excited when you scored that try um (laughs) yeah i I mean (laughs) my wife was like i don't think my wife understands rugby and i you know she tries to keep up with me but i'm you know blabbering about it so much it's hard for her to keep enough bandwidth i'm like you don't understand nick's like from over there, like five minutes away from where I live. Like, it's cool <laughs> to see a guy, you know, it's just, it's cool. It's cool to see a guy wearing Team USA jersey and, and, and you blocked a nice kick and, and you, you dotted it in the, in, and in, down in the, in the try line. And it was, it was exciting. It was, it was an exciting play, exciting try. And I think, um, it's, it's one of those attributes you have. You're, you are an exciting player, um, you know, and, and you can make, you can make, a big play when it needed to, and you felt the momentum shift, and, and the mo- mo- momentum did shift um, during that match. For, and could for feel a it. second, maybe. Yes, um, yeah. but you felt it in the stadium. You know, with twenty five thousand fans packing Red Bull Arena, it was it was really nice. Um, so my other co host Rob, uh, he's from Chicago. Ding, he, you know, you're not supposed to say it, but we do. Um, he's a back rower too, so he wanted to know run passer kick. What is the best trick you have taught the young guys on the Eagles in a lineout?
3: Oh, um, maybe I'll maybe I'll kick this back to you. What do, what do you think I'd say here? I mean.
2: F- I think the oh, – well, because I was a front row guy. I think the best play in a line-out is a week, we called it play number five, where the first prop would just turn around right in the tunnel and take it and go. And uh, Rooney's done that several that, times. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Rooney's done that several times with uh, Patty Ryan. It's been quite successful because nobody's expecting yeah. it. And you know what? That's one less jump you have to 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 maintain. And, you know, props – we like the ball, man. It's just we, – we just love it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what I'd say for that. I, I think um, I think my favorite part of rugby is, is mauling. So, just it's, mm-hmm. it's getting getting the guys going on a, on a good maul is. Uh, I we spend so much time working on that, and uh, it's not you know like particularly exciting or, or, f- or fun to watch. But uh, uh, I, I get a lot of joy out of a, a good maul out of defending a maul mm-hmm. well. So that, that's 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 something I, I, I that's, that's an great aspect of rugby that I feel like I can be good at and, mm-hmm. and help the team with. So.
2: Listen, you know it's it's not always about making the flashy offload or any, or things like that. And, no, I mean that's um, not that's not something yeah. I do.
3: So, <laughs> well, I mean, you got to pick and, your battles.
2: Yeah, and if you do the if you if you do the things you do well right at a consistent basis, it helps your team move closer to that win. Um, that that was my experience with Matthew Bastro, watching him play at Rooney. He did little things. He mm. completed tackles. He didn't make have to make the big hit, yeah. but did he bring the guy down in one shot? You know, so that way another a teammate was freed up to maybe take that tackle if, he, if the person offloaded it. Um, Nate Brakely was king of the breakdown in 2020. I mean, he was jackaling yeah. balls like crazy. And that's little stuff that maybe a newer fan or, you know, fans that like the flashy play don't um, think is, is necessarily a big deal. But if you do those consistently every time and you're winning the ball, listen, the, the more time you have the ball in your hands, the better. And to be honest, yeah, for me, yeah, as a fan, for like for me, my motto is it doesn't have to be pretty. You just have to score. That's the, st- <laughs> you know, <laughs> it could be yeah, as ugly true. as can be. As long as you put putting it down for five points and kicking that conversion, I'm, I'm golden.
3: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, um, well, at, at the international level, Gary spends a lot of time talking about um, you know, being mistake free um, and how everyone has their, their superpower on the team. and, and you know, You're not expected to do everything. And if you do your job and you do your job mistake free, then, then that's why you're on the pitch. Um, and that's, that's something I think about a lot when I play is, you know, if I can control the line out, if I can, um, you know, get them all going, if I scrum well, if I make all my tackles and I've had a good day at the office, I'm not I'm not looking to score tries and make line breaks, but, you know, if I can do that as well, that's that's a plus. <laughs>
2: that would be great. I want to see some more line breaks from you in an eagle jersey. Just, well, know, get I'm a little... getting
3: faster, I guess. You get to Faster with age. <laughs>
2: you know what? I, th- I think it's – I th- and you see it, I think, in older players. Um, they learn how to run better with the ball. Like, it's not chaotic. It's more measured. And when you do that, you can kind of see gaps and things you might not have seen maybe when you were younger. So I think you're at that point sure. where – If you, can, if you, you know, can get to
3: the gap, that's the question.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you saw it was there. So it was there was a fleeting glimpse of it. So <laughs> if, if, you know, if Gary Gold is, is pissed off about, uh you know, you on tape, you could say, but the gap was there, coach. It was there, you know. I might not have gotten to it fast, but it was there. You know how to work. You know how to work a tape session. Come on, you always got to make yourself look good. Um, so we're going back to a couple more MLR questions. The last couple questions. So sure. this is uh, a run passer kick. Um, I've seen you support the movement for MLR players to unionize on your social media. As a member of yeah. the USA RPA, how do you feel about unionization in professional rugby?
3: Um, I'll run with this. I, I think it's hugely important that um, the MLR recognize the players' union. Players have overwhelmingly agreed that they want to they wanna unionize um, and they want to have rights and they want to be able to sit at the negotiating table with, with uh, the MLR. Um, the state of the league right now is it's a fairly young league, but if, if they brought the players to the table and, and you know, were able to negotiate um, playing contract with them from the start, I think it would be a, a really big show of good faith by the league that they're trying to do things right. Um, currently, I think there's there's a number of protections that the M.L.R. is, is lacking um, when it comes to player safety and uh, and player welfare. And you know, that's one thing would be you know providing health insurance to their players beyond workers' compensation, and that's that's a big issue. Um, and it will continue to be a big issue until it's solved. And uh, you know, I think we're we're waiting for the day where there's you know some sort of injury and you know the health coverage that the MLR has, you know, isn't perfect and, mm-hmm. and someone's the players left out, you know, with a big medical bill and, and has no mm-hmm. recourse um, or very little recourse. So I, I think, I think down the road, you know, I'm hopeful that the MLR will, will decide to recognize us vol- voluntarily. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's really yet to be seen, but I'm, I'm, you know, fully on board with the idea that they, that we should be, you know, we, we should, we should be, you know, recognized recognize mm-hmm. the MLR and, and so are the players. So, you, you got to hope that the, the league sees the light soon and, and invites us in.
2: I, I think they will. And I totally agree. There's just certain protections for athletes, especially in a sport like rugby where, you know, one little Nick could be the end of a season, um, you know, yeah, uh, sure. an innocuous. I mean, you're, you're, and then, yeah.
3: Yeah. I think, um, you know, you know, guys can be a lot. They're very young. They, they want to play rugby. They're very keen on playing rugby. doesn't matter how much they're getting paid. They want to be a professional athlete. And that's, that's great. And, you know, if I were 22, 23, I'd jump right in as well. Um, but you've got to make sure that you're, you're protected and you're protecting yourself and that any long-term health condition that could arise out of, out of playing rugby is, is is taken care of. Um, and so far, you know, the league has shown a lot of good faith by, by paying guys' salaries during the COVID crisis, which is which is a great step um, that I'm, I'm really proud of the league for having taken that step. Um, but again, like, you, you want to make sure that, that your welfare is in... Isn't riding on just the good faith of, of the league office. So, um, you know, you hope that down the line, um, you know, we're at the table with
2: them. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and and you know, you could be tackled and just go down weird, and something's not right. You know, it's it's not necessarily yeah. these big hits that always injure you. Sometimes it's the little things and non-contact injuries we see all the time. So, I think player safety, yeah. that the health of the players, you know, obviously. Um, is the number one factor to lead to the unionization. To, they need the protections for it. They need the medical sure. insurance for it. And I am i know me personally, I'm all with you guys. I'm sure uh, Ty and Rob um, are with you guys too. Um, so my last question, again, MLR related. We're going to kind of skip the run, pass, or kick and this is a yes or no question. Um, okay. Without any names, if you don't want to name names, has any MLR team been in contact with you about the 2021 season?
3: Uh, yes. Okay,
2: I mean, I I figured. I mean, why wouldn't they reach out to you? Um, At least try try and get you back. Um, You know, know, I mean, you you gotta shoot your shot, right? That's that's what the the name of the game is all about. So, um, I'm I'm glad that you you're getting to do what you want to do out of your rugby career, and knowing that later in life you might not want to be on the rugby side of things, you want to be on the professional side of things. So it's great to see you decide. To go to Oxford, you're going to play rugby there again, which I'm so excited about, um, and and do what you want to do and still be a professional rugby player. I think that's one of the unique things about yeah, being a player in the states, right? I mean,
3: I hope, but I, um, yeah, um, I, I hope to, to to still play professionally. I think um, hope there might be some opportunities to play this fall in the UK, and then uh, um, ideally, I mean, I do plan on playing the MWR this year. Think it'll end up being um, you know about a half a season, um, but uh, it will be. Uh, it depends on the, the timing of my course. Um, it seems like it's going to work out to allow me to play in and then you know, if I can do that, my goal is still to play for the Eagles. So, um, you know, it's it's you know, with, with the current the current crisis, is not a lot of Americans playing rugby at the moment. So, uh, I think it's a good time to be to be back in school um, and to have something else to focus on, as well as you know. Keeping my fitness up and, and trying to play games when I can this fall, um, and then in the spring, you know, rugby will kick back off in earnest. And uh, you no, know, I, hope, I hope to keep on going. I hope to be able to do all these things. So. Well,
2: I mean, I think I think when when test rugby starts back up for the USA, I'm pretty sure you're an automatic selection at this point. Um, well, not that, that,
3: if I've been, you know, eating yeah. eating ramen noodles and, and hitting yeah. the books for a year. So well, I got yeah. I to I mean, keep it up. I got to keep up my end of the bargain. so is that your is it
2: was that on like your diet plan for you and 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 your and your significant other like is it is there like a ramen noodle thing that you guys do or
3: no 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 i'm just thinking like back in the old the old notre dame day student days. you know i think a bowl of easy mac for dinner and a pizza from the from the golden pizza place so i mean and Uh, now think about the
2: guys now right the guys now are probably eating like you know quinoa bowls every night and you know, no, yeah. no. Oh, I'm on that. Eating. I'm on that
3: diet. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's tough when you're not when you're not running, you know, 15k week week playing yeah. rugby. So definitely, uh, definitely changed the way I've been eating. recently. I mean, it's not 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 it's not very fun, but you know, you got to do what you got to do
2: Hey, listen, you when uh, when this is all over for you, you, can you can eat whatever you want? You know what I mean? So might as well oh, make a little. bit well, Here's a, now. a
3: follow-up question to that for you. Okay, as you kick with is what's the best deli in Westchester?
2: Oh, the best deli. All right, there's. I have. I okay. I I was a fan of J and G in Tuckahoe. That was my. That was my place. J okay. and G in Tuckahoe. Ah, uh, and it, it's this little deli, right? I mean, Tuck, for those of you that don't know, the village of Tuckahoe is like four square blocks um, yeah. in Westchester, <laughs> yeah. and there's one one Italian deli there that that right across from the firehouse. That me and my father. I mean, I mean my father still goes there to this day. Still goes there. Uh, what's yeah. your
3: pick? Uh, my pick is Dante's delicatessen. Dante's white is good. Planks. And white, yep, Dante's, white is, Dante's is a classic. And then there's there's a place called Gionimichi in Scarsdale
2: that's that's excellent mm-hmm. as well.
3: Similar I, style. Are, um, here, all right, the here's, Dante's here's sandwiches are massive. Uh,
2: here's here's another one. This is a this is a nine one four question. Walter's hot dogs. Sure. You ever have Walter's hot dogs?
3: Yeah, I've had Walter's hot dogs. Uh, I I could, I could take leave a Lever hot dog. I I don't I don't have strong opinions oh, really? about hot dogs. I think, oh. I think they're just like. Yeah, they're fine. Like they're good, but I, I would never like. I think I've been there twice in my life.
2: You know? Oh God! So any any of you fans uh, from New York out there, go visit Walters and Larchmont. My opinion: best hot dog in the United States. Nick doesn't really it probably is have an I mean, opinion. hot
3: dogs aren't very good. So like that's like <laughs> that's probably the best you're gonna get anyway. <laughs> in my opinion, I love probably.
2: it. I love it. Yeah. Nick, uh, thanks for being on the show. We truly appreciate it. Good luck in all your future endeavors. Thank you so much.
3: Well, thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Thanks.
2: All right. And this has been another episode of the Rugby Rant. Um, follow us on all social media at Rugby Rant Pod. Um, check, check out the Facebook page. Um, like, comment, subscribe, all the good stuff, everybody. And see you next time we have our little show. Thanks,
0: guys. You know how to book flights and hotels.